We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Even in my dissertation, that's what I study transition. Everybody, everybody wants that. I want to ride out on a, on a white horse, but nobody knows what that means. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in possible. Hello and welcome once again to Beyond the Game. I am Kimball Gammon, 15-year NFL veteran, joined as always by the OG of player development in the NFL, one Lamont Winston. Lamont, it's been a little while. Good to have you back. Uh, appreciate you co-hosting with me each and every week that we do this. How you doing, man? Kendall, doing fantastic. You know, um, you know, summers in Florida down here are, are, are nice. You know, it's uh, it, it rains every day, every afternoon. Uh, it's really, really humid, but it just passes. So I love the sunshine and the beach. And so it's absolutely fantastic. The other thing is, more importantly, I enjoy working with you, Kendall. Anytime uh, I get a chance to work with someone like you, it makes me feel good, makes my career feel fulfilled, to be honest with you, man. So uh, life's good for Lamont Winston right now, for sure. Well, cool. I appreciate the kind words. And obviously the check is in the mail, or you can invoice me to those <laughs> With compliments, but I appreciate all the same. So, but oh, our listeners don't want to hear just from me and you. Uh, they, they want to hear about what's going on in the NFL. And of course, right now, I think we've got already Buffalo and Vegas are in camp. And then other the others will be reporting within the next week in terms of the QBs and the, the rookies. So we talk about life be, beyond the game and this is part of it, but this isn't on Sundays uh, from 12 to 3 or 1 to 4, however you want to put it. This is still uh, getting in there, and there's some unique uh, challenges now going to camp, aren't there? Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Football's back. Um, you know, we, we've, we've, spoke, we've spoken over the last few months. We've kind of brought our listeners along uh, with about the process. Now it's real. So yeah. now, now, now for the rookies coming in, um, there, there is no going home. 
they're, they're there by their, so those clubs that are rookies are reporting by themselves. I mean, they're in meetings, man. They're in meetings and they're going through it. And so when the vets come this weekend, it's full tilt. And that, but that, that, that has its challenges because there's always some guys who leave home with unfinished business um, yeah, in, in a lot exactly. of different ways. Uh, whether it be um, from a, a relational standpoint, whether it be a family situation, yeah. um, but but you have to leave. Now, now you're unplugged, so to speak. And and so uh, this is when the challenges really begin uh, begins to happen. Yeah, and you know what? You, you bring up some good points because my whole 15 years um, were difficult when I went to camp for different reasons. Number one, you know you just got this process that is that's not going to be easy. It's it's difficult physically, but I think it's more difficult emotionally and, and how you deal with things. To begin with, for me in my career, it was it was it was always about making the team because let's be honest, they were always looking for a, a position player who could do my job. They finally realized that those people don't exist, and the long snapper became a position, a a specialty in the league. I remember once my boys came, now leaving leaving my family was a whole different thing. You know, we we focused a lot on the rookies, uh, but camp affects everybody in a different way emotionally, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I think you know, the veterans. Um, it's interesting. They they have some added benefit. However, you know, it's tough for them. A lot of those guys, you know, look have things going on. They look forward to training camp. You know, right. uh, they can get away from yep. things. However, they do know that they're walking into a situation where, you know, they're shuffling the board. The pre yeah. personnel people are shuffling the board. And what they'll, they, they know that, you know, practices are coming. They know that preseason games are coming. They know that guys are getting released here and there, and 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 player personnel people are always trying to plug and play um, certain veterans if they can feel they were getting a upgrade. And so that right. to a veteran, that's in the back of their minds, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I've always tried to ask guys, you know, kind of check in with guys when they first get there, like like how can I help you? Like how can I help you? Um, and and you'd be shocked, you know you. You know, sometimes before the heat gets started, they, they they visit with you and you get a sense of kind of where they are. The veteran that's maybe concerned about his position. Hey, man, you know, take advantage of your of, of right. your experience. So there's 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 um, this training camp is its own its own beast, if you will. But mm -hmm. it's also beautiful because uh, and I say that because if, if you really want to see competition at its finest. Be an yeah. NFL training camp. For three or four or five days in a row, it's it's amazing. It it, it really is. And now you've you've been on all sides of it because you were a coach slash scout as well. And, and and I know I I learned it not well kind of the hard way, but I mean coaches. I won't say mess with players, but they do want to see how they respond under pressure or how they respond when things aren't going well, and and just how the mental makeup is, and, and sometimes. Quite often, from the management side or the coach's side, they they do. I don't want to say invent situations, but they do put people in situations that are difficult on purpose, don't they? Yeah, I mean, and that that's part of that. That's part of the growth process. You got to see that yeah. because a lot of times in the league, you know, things happen. Guys get injured. Okay, what are you going to do? I mean, your next guy up, you may have went through yeah. a week and, and gotten maybe five reps if you're on offense. With, with the offensive unit. All of a sudden, now somebody goes down, you're the next guy up. How are you going to respond to that? How are you going to respond when 
to, to uh, the head coach or, or the coordinators, the emotion of the game. Yeah. Your team. I mean, how are you going to respond? And so the only way to do that is really put you through it. And I think that I think players um, was done the right way. Now, there's, there's situations, obviously, when, you know, you got personalities between player yep. and veteran player and a play, veteran coach, veteran player, personalities come in. That kind of shouldn't be in there. But right. the, the, the true part of getting a guy ready, you got to put him through scenarios, man, because if not, right. you know, that, that's not on the players. That's on the coaches. Um, right. You know, the other thing that's interesting, you know, and I had a, a privilege of doing that when I joined the Chiefs was in the personnel department. And just, you know, we're watching tape. We would go watch a morning session, go grab some lunch. They'll have the videos ready. We go in whatever position you're with that day or you're, you're evaluating, you're watching that tape. Everybody's eating lunch real quick, watching tape while the players go rest, right? And then you come back, do it again. And after dinner, Kendall, I mean, I remember with Marty, man, we we would, after dinner, we and they got through their coaches' meetings, then we would have player personnel meetings that started maybe 11 o'clock, <laughs> Right. And and yeah. and it'd be around a big old table and hearing the discussions and and about uh, players and and scenario it, it, it's unbelievable. I mean, it is truly a grinding process, but you have to be that way if you're trying to you know build a champion. You're trying to build the right kind of team. Yeah, and you you think about it. You go to training camp. Um, again, eighty guys in camp. When when I was playing towards the end, ninety guys in camp. You're you're cutting down to fifty three plus your taxi taxi squad. So it is, it is very, very, very um, stressful. It's kind of interesting. Uh, the one year that I felt the best about making the team, uh, playing my best as a backup lineman and being, of course, a long snapper, was uh, going into the, the 96 season. And that's the year I got cut and ended up going over to uh, the New Orleans Saints. And, and I bring that up, that story, for a couple of different reasons, which is you just never know what's going on. But it gives me a chance now to introduce uh, our guest for today, Don Davis. Uh, Don was a teammate of mine over in New Orleans for three years, 11-year NFL veteran. He is a <clears throat> Belatha South. He was a Falcon uh, here in Kansas City. Then he went to KU. Uh, he was an undrafted free uh, agent, played in the, year, uh, in the league, as I said, 11 years, uh, two Super Bowl wins with the New England Patriots, I believe. And so, with that, we're going to bring Don on and talk to him about uh, you know, some of his experiences and what he's seen and then just where he's gone uh, post-career as well, because that's something that you as a player development were always uh, really uh, pushing on was, was what are they going to do after football? So let's bring Don. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Gentlemen, how are you? I'm good. How you doing, man? Don? I'm doing very well. What's up, Lamont? Dr. Don Davis. Yes, that is Don. That's right. Right? <laughs> Dr. Don Davis. It is. It is. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you it. Bet. Don, we appreciate you joining us. Um, you know, name of the game, beyond the game. We'll talk about some of those things. But uh, the one thing that Lamont and I don't think is talked about enough is is the mental side of things and what goes on uh, when the clock's not running in the game, uh, but it is in life and you're not between the lines. Uh, just talk, give us first uh, a little bit of about your career and then uh, how you got to where you are right now. You're the senior director of player affairs for the NFL. I don't know exactly what that is. I know you'll tell me, but I'll tell you this. And I think Lamont would agree. Sounds important. Uh, well. Absolutely. Well, the other part of that, you know, is he's, he's senior advisor. Uh, to the executive director, and I think that has that oh, that yeah. that's something that that I'm so proud of you about, Don, because you know uh, Demore Smith has has chosen you uh, to be a close voice and a balance for yeah. all sides. That's and right. I think you know with 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 what you you are charged with and what he's charged with, I think that that's uh, just an incredible role to be in, um, but uh, well deserved for sure. Thank you uh, to, to you, my friend, and both of you. It's an honor to be on. I think quickly, uh, what, 10 sec, 15 seconds of my background. Obviously, you list my playing career. I think I was atypical. And I'd say that in the sense that I didn't grow up in Olathe, Kansas, thinking I was going to play in the NFL. I just didn't, right? My father mm-hmm. told me two things. Edu- your education is very important. So you are going to college because none of them did. And number two, I ain't paying for it, so get a scholarship. <laughs> so, with that, I took my talents to the University of Kansas. I had five uh, full full ride offers, so great. We were ecstatic that I was going to get a full education paid for. Um, it was my second year after my sophomore year when Gilbert Brown and Dana Stubblefield, my two stud D tackles, get drafted yeah. in the first round to the NFL, and I'm like, wait a minute, we can get paid from this. <laughs> Uh, but that's when I started to think about it. And it was, it was interesting how the last two years, my my junior year and my senior year, when I focused on trying to make it to the NFL, I played the, the worst. So I was uh, because of that, I was an undrafted rookie free agent. Folks didn't really know where to put me when I came into the NFL. And so I bounced around a little bit, took a year before I could get in and finally did make it in in New Orleans and um, just – they told me, they told me, I matter of fact, it was, um, it was, uh, um, somebody in, it was, it was in Kansas city. Somebody told me when I was there on the practice squad for a few weeks, they're like, listen, 
hit everybody when you get an opportunity as a special teamer. And that's what I did. That's how I was able to stay on. And I parlayed that into an 11 year career as like the 52nd, 53rd man on the roster. You guys, I was listening to you talk about this anxiety that comes with leaving, starting camp, the mental game, the things left unsaid, you're leaving the family. And I hated it every year when we were, when I'm leaving my family and going to camp. And I really had to question myself on the plane is this what I want to do? You know? So anyway, but I was able to do that for 11 years, being focused on uh, transition and transition out again. That's this. This may I think it made me a little atypical in the sense that I always prepared because of being cut so many times. I always prepared through player development. And Lamont, your brother, was the first one in Tampa to help me to do that. Mm-hmm. And and he helped me to see, like, you need to do something. So when I was in Tampa, I got an internship two years in a row in the offseason with checkers and rallies in their marketing department. Outstanding. So wow. that parlayed into, okay, every offseason you need to do something because this isn't going to last. And so much so I've got to meet the the president of the of that company, they had me a job for fifty for sixty thousand dollars starting out if I if it wasn't gonna work out. So for me it was like I had already had that in hand, right? That's okay. So so you kind of I'm preparing. I I ended up leaving there, go to St. Louis, then go to New England. In New England, I operated as the third strength and conditioning coach as an intern voluntary, because that's kind of where I thought I wanted to be. The strength and conditioning coach at the time allowed me to do it along with Bill. So I helped train the players. I'd get my own workout done in the morning, and then I would train the players the rest of the day and then stay around after all of them left to go home. Those are some hard days. But when everybody else leaving at noon, he used to come there till three. Oh, (laughs) But again, it prepared me, and that parlayed into for eighty thousand, I can stay on and be the strength and conditioning coach, the third, the assistant, and, and with the New England. So again, just these preparation allowed me not to fear that next step because I had something already. So here we go, two thousand and seven, retire. Two days later, I'm the strength coach, and then I do that for a couple years, and um, then I decide football. Eh, it's a little bit of a grind. My kids are at a certain age. I mean. Let me try something else. Step back. And uh, two years later, that's when the NFL PA, I was fortunate, fell into it. So uh, just to answer that second part of that, what what is that? What does that what does that happen? I started as a, a player liaison, player director. Every <clears throat> team has a NFL PA representative, not only their active players that are elected by their team, but they have a in, in Washington, D.C. office, NFL PA full-time employee that is a former or was a former player to connect with on their rights, their, their, their wages, the grievance process, injuries, all of that, and just help them navigate life. I operated in that position for six years, was then promoted to senior director over the whole player affairs, which is our player-facing group. And then two years later, as we were heading into negotiations, getting ready in 2017, for the 2020 CBA was uh, was further promoted to a, a senior advisor to the executive director. And like Lamont said, helped to bridge that gap between here's our strategy, here's our collective bargaining negotiations, here's what the players want, here's the gap, and try to fill that in. Mm-hmm. So, Don, you know, I, I, you know, <clears throat> so at what point, I mean, you know, you, I, you, you, it, you see what drove you? Um, you know, like this, like Kendall spoke about, it, like this uncertainty that was always in the back of my mind, and then not having control over that uncertainty. Yeah. You know, you're kind of like, okay, 
I got to do something, right? You know, yes. you can tell, tell somebody sixty thousand dollars there, and they'll be like, "I'm not doing that." But <laughs> but for sixty, but at then you know you're thinking, "I got something." That's right. I, I, I got something. And when, did you, oh, yeah. when did you? When did you? When did you? When did you? When did your ears perk? Yeah. In terms of the PA, like you know, what you know, and, and that's something I might. Yes. When did that happen? So when I went, when I left um, Tampa Bay, I was five years in. I passed the average three and a half. I was feeling pretty good. I signed a two-year contract to compete for the starting job in St. Louis. That was when I was elected as the rep for the Rams, as an alternate rep at, in, in St. Louis. Going over there, Kendall and I had some of those days. Remember when we would go over to, uh, at the time, uh, Maui, yeah. Hawaii, and have our, our meetings, and there'd be these heated discussions, man. And the the the, the late Gene Upshaw was the, was the executive director, and people were going at him. And I'm just like, yeah. what is all of this? And I saw all the frustration that there was, and it seemed to be a disconnect. So I'm, again, coming in as a, okay, let me let me learn a little bit more. And doing that for the, the 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 rest of my career, so moving from St. Louis then to New England and being again um, 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 voted as an as an alternate rep, mm-hmm. now kind of getting familiar with the process, understanding the voice, realizing we can bring um, ideas to the floor to vote on. We can go back and 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 how much and the, and the lack of knowledge in the locker room. Yeah, yeah. that's what yes. really kind of drove me. I wanted to be that rep that gave. The, the players, the understanding of what we discussed and what they're dealing with. And then that, because of that and that role I played, it was natural when I came on to interview and, and got the job that I would pour it into my reps to have them be that in the locker mm-hmm. room, right? So because of that, that's where I saw the importance and I've seen it grow. I mean, back when Kendall and I, like when we were in the locker room, man, the PA's name was a little mud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. It, it's, sure. It grew 2010. It was we, it was rocky there. He came in. It was rocky for a couple of years, and I was part of that to help. Let's let's bring some credibility back, and I think we were able to do that. I think now COVID. There's a whole other like COVID caused a, some division, and there's some things. But for the most part, I think the majority of players uh, agree that the PA has some sort of value to them. You know, I can, I can share this with you guys. Um, you know, uh, if you're around long enough, you see enough, right? So yeah. um, I remember when I was with the Chiefs and early on, and I just kind of just had, you know, just kind of started with player programs. And, you know, I, I was, the league had the the brochure and and, and I had decided already, like, we like, I'm just going to do whatever we think is right, mm-hmm. right? And build it from within. So um, I've always had a great relationship with the players, the guys that were our reps, because I thought it was important. It was almost like, 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 why would you be mad at the player association or at the league where they're both of your parents, right? You gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta figure out how to understand your parents that that yeah. maybe are divorced. So Gene, uh, I was an Oakland Raider fan growing up, so I Gene Upshaw and I go way back, right? Yeah. So Gene and had was a meeting, and so we had Marcus Allen, Joe Montana. Yeah. And they had a meeting and I remember, man, Gene woman voice and he got a presence, man. Like yes. a real presence. 
And him and Marcus got at it. Go at it. And when I say they got at it, yeah. I'm like, am I about to see yeah. these two icons go to blows? And but it was they were both dug in, but I saw then, and I'm watching these young players, man, and they're yeah. like, their their eyes are like, they're just, and I'm thinking to myself, these guys, Marcus and Gene, yes, they care. Regardless of their position, yeah. like they care. And they're letting it flow. And I, I told myself and left that meeting. I said, you know what? This this, this can't is connected. I cannot allow myself to be one sided. That's right. You know, right. My role is to make sure that they understand the information, right? And and embrace uh, the player association. You need to understand what your union is about. And I've told guys over years, like ask your parents if you want to know what the union's about. Go ask your parents. Most of them will tell you. So I, you know, it's it's. Uh, um, I've watched it evolve. I've watched um, uh, the players, and I think the, the the part about the name being mud is that guys just didn't understand. No, and, and they had veteran players who um, had been around long enough who really didn't want to know other than give me a check. And I think it was a clash of of uh, of, of, of uh, generation where you know. Guys just didn't know. And I'm so glad that, you know, we started having guys that, you know, really were the union reps and the alternates, like they were into it. And you could see that they were prepared. And that's what got me fired up because it was like, you know what? These guys are prepared, man. They're they're, they're representing truly. So uh, that was my one story on Gene because I was like, I can't believe these guys are getting ready to fight. Yeah. <laughs> Lamont, you bring up a good point, and it's it goes back to what you were talking about, Don. You know, I was a rep 10 of my 15 years, and I was just having this talk with somebody recently. They were like, why did people elect you? I mean, I'll take I'll take issue with what you said, Don, which is you said you were the worst athlete on the team. No, it was a punter, it was a kicker, then it was a long snapper. Then maybe you, but all the same. Um, but let, let's be honest. We were both. We were on the team because of our special team prowess for the most part. And we're not the people that most people would think are going to get elected to that position. I mean, I remember running against the starting QB and the starting running backs, and I get more votes from them. I'm not sure they understood it. Um, I'm sure you dealt with the same thing. But talk about, in your words, what made people have trust in you you talked a little bit about why you did it and then just kind of expand on that a little bit in terms of, because when it comes down to it, it's leadership. And right. I'm, I'm curious what you think leadership is. Yeah, so you, you hit it right on the head. Um, kind of you, you were looked at the reason it was 10 of the 15. The reason you got those is because of the credibility, right? That, that people watched you, they watch your life. It's not about always the, 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 the guy with the C, the captain right. we didn't have that but now they do right don't it's mm -hmm. not about the, the the guy who has the c on his chest it's who's got the locker room who's got the ear of the locker room and i think like you i what i did was i engaged the entire locker room right mm -hmm. so i could do the superstars i could also do the, the the backups the special teams guys whether it was linemen that are a league of their own, as you know, yeah. or yeah. wide receiver DBs that are a whole crazy, right? Yeah. I was able to bridge and and, and that divide and, and to uh, speak to each of those groups at a certain way. So for me, leadership is all about influence. 
right? I think it comes down to influence. <clears throat> if, if you're, we, there's a there's a quote, and so I, I don't I don't want to misquote it, but it's it says that if you're a leader and no one's following, you're not a leader. You're just taking a walk, Correct. right? So yep. it's all about. I look at view leadership as: can I inspire? Can I influence? Right? And can I? Um, um, encourage others to follow, right? Are they willing to right. trust me? That's that's what I think I did when I was a player. That's what I did as transitioning in my role at yep. the PA. And that's why I can walk into all 32 locker rooms right now. And I don't yep. need the rep. I don't need somebody. I don't need right. a DPE to introduce me. Correct. I, I can walk in there, right? Just off of straight just integrity, credibility, authority, right? Because I've been kind of that authority figure. So it's very important. And, and that's important for reps, right? And we try to teach them, treats yeah. the players just about, to your, your point, Lamont, about the history of the union, right? And, and what it means <clears throat> to be in leadership and the accountability that is necessary. Because at the end of the day, if if players don't buy in, if players aren't the ones driving the ship, you have a union, but you got one that does, they can't get anything done. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, Don, that that's interesting. I, you know, um, and 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 I, and I this when you really get to you know by, beyond the game, behind the scenes, you really begin to see, you know, how uh, the, the 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 union and and the league office when when it comes down to it. They're about the players because nobody comes to see the coach's coach. Nobody comes to see the commissioner. Nobody comes to see the, they, they come to see the players. And so it's, 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 it's watching. And I just, like I said, I thought it was, and Brian Waters came to mind. Now if you said Brian Waters, like when Brian Waters came to the chiefs and Kendall can say that he'd be like, it is no way this guy wore a Yankee baseball hat that was, Yes. Dirt on top of dirt. Yep. Mm -hmm. Didn't get a look. Was it was was Brian? He was the other Brian. Yes. And let me tell you something, man. I watched him get with that line group and kindle those guys, and he started learning. And I don't know, somewhere down the line, he started seeing. Yeah. And he was always really, really bright, and he cared. Yep. And man, to to start seeing him grow in that role. Yeah. And when we were at Kansas City. Phenomenal. I mean, and and to see him, I, I I had to just tell him how proud I was. But yeah. I watched to your point of influence and credibility. Yeah. Right. He got the attention of everybody. Absolutely. Right. It, it, it was great with him. I, he he got voted to the executive committee, and he was exactly. one that when he he didn't speak often, right. but when he did, right. everyone took notice. Yeah. Yeah, I you know I I I, I I learned so much, man, because I watched the, the programs that were developed. So you had NFL's got you know their programs, player engagement, player development. PA's got theirs, and and I'm looking at it like, hmm, we have access to all of it. Yeah, players, you just got rich. So, so for me, early on, I learned that you know what I'm provide. I'm showing them everything because there are things that the league had did not have that the PA offered them. That's right. right? And, and and you watch guys come back, former guys come back, and that's what, and I always got those guys uh, uh, in front of our players because I want them to, to, to tell them guys like, if I was there at that seat and I really didn't listen, 
Now, I wanted to get my little check and I was good. But now that I'm five years out, yeah, I have a union that embraced me because I had medical issues or I had some financial situations that I had to get through. And and I and I watched how the programs, and I was telling my brother when he was at he was doing his pieces at Tampa and the Jets, it's like, you know, it's like their players, they have no idea. And these rookies don't really have an idea yet of what they have in terms of these things, especially the PA that will help them stay on a team, to be quite honest, right? Because you want this thing to come down to pure competition. But as we all know, some of the best players aren't playing because of they couldn't get out their own way. And I just think that the people that I've been involved, the union's done a fantastic job of, 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 uh, they, they, they use the word fight. I don't really kind of get in that. You yeah. know what, man? They, Advocate. Yeah, yeah. They just they just go in there and they do what they need to do. Yeah. So that's really when you play football, that is what you do. Yeah. You get educated, you have a date, you show up, and you do what you got to do. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So, it's well, been I'm a joy for me. Just, because yeah. I, I watched the people that you guys have grown in these roles. I, I watched it from, from a distance. And, you know, it's it's other uh, professional and entertainment unions are envious. Yeah. No, we, we, we've worked hard. I appreciate that. For 12 years, it's been a joy to serve the players. I'll continue to serve them as, as long as I can, as long as there's the opportunity. And hopefully we'll have in the in the interim uh, developed, you know, um, and inspired the next generation of leaders, right? To come in and take over and push, take it to, to, to places that we, we, I, those, those of us who are in it now could have never dreamed. So that's the vision. So, so expand on that a little bit in terms of, I had this lesson taught to me when I went to Super Bowl maybe three or four years ago and I went into the NFLPA meeting yeah. and, you know, it'd been a while since I'd reconnected. So I just assumed, um, you know, really nobody would know me and I have to introduce, my, introduce myself. We ran into each other, some others also. And I was amazed at the fact that they even remembered me. And what it taught me was I had taken care of my relationships more than I realized. <laughs> Talk about relationship building, about communication and, and how important that is. Because in my mind, that's what life about is about, is about communication and establishing relationships. Absolutely. My uh, in my own. So no matter what relationship it is, I've been married for uh, 22 years. And, and there are three things that a good, that every good marriage, good relationship has. The first is communication, Kendall. We believe that. I teach it. I, we, we, we believe in it. We've lived it for 22 years. The, the second one is trust. Right. right. Just, you got to have trust. And, and, and if you don't have good communication, you're probably not going to have good trust. And right. then the last one is intimacy, and that's not necessarily that's not physical intimacy. That's just, that's that's Love authenticity, right? Yeah. That's, there's a connection. There's a I you smashed you 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 pass the smell test, right? Uh-huh. And if you have those three, it's like a three tiered stool, I believe. Yeah. In any good relationship, if we if you can have good communication, you can be honest and authentic with one another, right? You're gonna build and you're building trust and a relationship. You're just going to stand and be able to have a good, solid relationship. And so I think to your point, as no matter what it is and with any team, right, you're, we're all we're 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 alphas. 
we're all alphas that play this game. We all have egos. We're all competitive. You hate when you get released from a team because ultimately nobody, even in my dissertation, that's what I studied transition. Everybody, everybody wants that. I want to ride out on a, on a white horse, but nobody knows what that means. Like how many years, how much is it? It just, it it keeps, it it just keeps um, evading us. So I'd say everybody gets released at some point. So what happens is then you, there's this bitterness and animosity. No, when you get released or what happens, you treat everybody in the building just like you did when they gave you the job, right? Because you yeah. just never know. That stuff's going to come back around. And if you just handle yourself like a professional, like a partner, because that's really what you are. Yeah, you're an employee, but you mentioned the PA and the, and the league. The, the league, okay, we're partners, right? Yes. The players and the coaches are partners. And you look at that, yes, yes, you're an employee, but with the owners and the clubs and the teams, we are all business partners. So if we treat each other with respect, we do what we're all supposed to do, then we can uh, we can do what both the, 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 the league and the PA wants to do. We can protect the shield. We can also protect the players very well that, that play this great game that make the shield. And together, it's like a partnership. And that partnership, you know, it's just like you said, you mentioned marriage. It can be rocky at times. You have good marriage. You can have bad marriage. <clears throat> the relationship and all the relationships that we build, I think focusing on that life, business, everything right. comes down to relationships. Just at least that's what I believe. That's yeah. what some leadership theory out there that says that, too. So that's 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 I've seen it play out. Well, you know, I when I when I. Uh, uh, left the league you know and so i had to, somebody asked me a good question like come on mm-hmm. like 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 what do you what do you what after you know being this thing for 30 years like like what did what what are some of your what what are three values what is what are some of your values and i really had to think about that mm-hmm. i really had to think about that and, and it really came down to three things effective communication not and i again community but it's effective communication what the players taught me was to be having to be able to uh, communicate effectively it's painful. Yeah. It's not always fun. And, and, you know, I think that allowed me to start building credibility within that locker room. Because at least when we have a conversation, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. Right? I'm going to tell you what's healthy for you. Right. And and that, and that second one is trust. So that, that those painful things like that in your marriage, you and your wife go at it, but those painful things are what galvanizes you to the next year and the next year. And right. so that trust is important. And then the, that intimacy, I relate, relate that to uh, meaningful relationships. Yeah. Not just relationships, the meaningful ones, because the meaningful relationships are the ones that you care about. Yeah. Right. Those, that, that's where that intimacy uh, comes in there. And I think that, you know, what's, what's happened, I've seen what's happened is it's gone from union, league, and I know Gene used to always talk about partners. You know, we're yeah. partners, we're partners, but you've seen it evolve beyond that to yeah. players seeing the economic partnership that's right that they share in whether you know and, and that's 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 for everybody. So <clears throat> I think that you know you training the the, the next generation because uh, nobody was training us. we just learn right. as we go that's right. right. I mean, experience was teaching us, but yeah. to be able to, to to give them some 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 kind of a solid base yeah. um, to be able to train and help these young men as they're in uh, starting out their careers in the PA. I mean, some of these guys will figure out real quick. 
yeah. uh, after the third preseason game. Right. Like, <clears throat> what what health is about? That's right. Right. Um, and there'll be some veteran players that will find out. Unfortunately, if they don't, you know, they get replaced. We all do, right? Yeah. Um, where that help comes from, because that transitional piece, done. I'm I'm huge on that. I, I you know, yeah. because it's isn't it amazing? I watched Ben. I'm like, you know, this transition piece. They get so uh, reclusive mm-hmm. that that they they don't want to talk. Yeah, um, they're afraid. I mean, the, this fear is just mounting, right? And to the point where they're paralyzed, mm-hmm. and they won't reach to the union. They won't reach to the DPE. They just will be there. And and I and I've and I've, I've watched over the years though that you know. If people are making the efforts and helping these guys break down these fearful walls, man, because they're paralyzing. Um, like I said, I'm 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 so uh, proud of you, um, you. Uh, for, for what you. I know you were at the Jayhawks a few weeks ago. So I tell you this. Yeah. So what does what does the senior director yes say to the Jayhawks that there's freshmen and seniors in there? That's right. Some might not even make the football team. What are you telling them? Um, So we're past, present, future, right? Obviously letting them know if they didn't, that they have a union fighting for them. We talk about the parallel between uh, university, or starting the NCAA, Big 12, university, student, right? And uh, the NFL, club, team right that you as a player right but an employee right so we talk about a student and employee scholarship versus a, a cba right. an actual salary so breaking that down but what do i tell them that one is an easy one because i was like man i sat here i didn't see the knee seats with this pillar that y'all built i sat in those old school hard seats but that's neither here nor there <clears throat> but i tell them that if you're gonna if you're gonna come from a school like this one that hasn't pumped out a ton of athletes in the league. It's not the SEC. It's not the ACC, not the big 10. You going to have to fight because one, you got to take a grown man's job. We always talk about that. Right. And you can do everything right. And you can literally have it be taken away from you that because either one, you're not good enough or two, you, you didn't take advantage of an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I talk a lot about intentionality and opportunities. Be intentional mm-hmm. with your focus. I ask them esoteric questions because at the end of the day, Simon Sinek is one of my favorite authors. Yes. He wrote a book. Talk about know your why or getting the why. And so I ask them, like, I, my, one of my first questions is always, how many of y'all want to play in the league? Boom. Why? I never, I never asked myself that, right? Because I could have, I think until you know your why, then the journey kind of, and Simon Sinek boasts to this, but the others, when, when, when you don't know your why, you're just, you're just doing activity. You're just doing a job. And that's how I treated the NFL for the first three years, right? And you, okay, I mean, you might, if you're really good at your job, <laughs> that you can do that. But I, I wasn't elite at my job. I was good. So that wasn't enough. I had to be intentional. And then I had to be, I had to focus, right? 
I had to take take advantage of my opportunity. <clears throat> I'm only gonna get three reps. Correct. Period. I may only get three reps in a whole practice, right? And with at least with the defense. So you gotta take advantage of these reps, right? You can't be an error repeater. All these things that you know, you got. You heard. We can coach it. But but I think first stepping in their shoes, letting them know I sat where you are. Now you kind of got them, right? I came from here and it was hell. Then they're like, whoa. And guess what? For y'all to make it in, it's going to be hell, right? Mm -hmm. And so you're going to need. So it's it's just, it's it's, that's what the senior director, senior advisor does. We're looking at the PA as past, present, potential, future, right? Those who are coming in. And we're going to talk to some of them. Some of the most fruitful conversations I've had with players once they come into the NFL is from when I had them at when I went and came and speak. Alabama and Clemson, two two places I went to six years ago. That still pays fruit from guys who are like, oh, yeah, you can't. I remember you. You can't speak to us. So it's relationships, right? It's just planning an impression in a young man's mind, a young player's mind, who we might eventually um, um, inherit. And just saying, hey, smell me. Look at me. And I want the same person you saw in, in University of Kansas that came to talk to you going to be the same guy you're going to see at the combine should you be able to get that spot and the same guy you're going to see at the draft. And then if you get to a club, you're going to be the same guy. And then just building that trust, right, building mm-hmm. that intimacy and hopefully then um, um, building great leaders, right, maybe inspiring someone because, like I said about your brother, he was the one who planted that image in my mind about transition. And then going to uh, St. Louis and having Aeneas Williams as my like spiritual mentor yeah. father, he yeah. did everything right. And I, it, by seeing that, even though I wasn't a corner, a DB, I was a linebacker, I wanted to mimic him. Mm-hmm. Right. And there have been other players across the league that I've done, that I've known, that I've met, that I saw. And I'm like, I want to emulate them. So that's the role that I try to play in these young men, young people's lives. Mm-hmm. So, Don, so you make a good point. I'm curious. I'm going to say something. I'm curious your reaction. Yeah. Um, when I speak, I talk to people about there's three parts to our life. There's our, our personal life, our friends and family, and our professional life. Yeah. And if all three aren't in some semblance of, I'll just say, non-chaos, um, then we can't perform as well. You know, lots of people will talk to me, and I even take the stance of, you know, the NFL, the NFLPA, you know, they just work so hard on these other two parts of their life because they just want them to perform uh, between the lines. And I say, absolutely, because whether it's playing football or whatever you're doing in life, to me, you can't reach your full potential if one or two other parts of your life are in somewhat disarray. And that happens quite a bit. Is that a fair statement? And I would think both of you really, I mean, because what you're talking about is dealing with the stuff that's not the actual football itself. Correct. Yeah. Spirit of excellence. That's one of my values. So let's do everything with a spirit of excellence, right? Excellence and chaos, they're they they're, they're in conflict with one another, right? Mm-hmm. So whether you're talking about the personal or the professional, <clears throat> if 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 your home life is a mess and it's chaos, that's one level that you can't be excellent. Now you don't have to be every all we can't have an A on everything, right? We right. We, we strive for that. We can't have an A on everything, but we can't be a, a D and an F, right? Because right. yeah. then you're gonna bring that on to the field. I don't care. Exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't, whatever no player say, I, I I have a box, right? They there's a whole there's 
behavior yeah. theory that says men are like waffles, right? They're like these squares and we have these little boxes. But guess what? We have syrup that pours over and all of that. And that's where our lives are, especially in such a heightened profession that is that is geared for performance. I'm sorry. You're, if your home life is your, your personal life is in shambles, it's going to be hard for you to go out there and perform on the field. And we've seen it. We've yeah. seen that, guys. We've seen examples. There's countless examples. Of it, right. You may get by once. Right. OK. All right. I had a bad week. It's been terrible. And I was able to set that aside and play well. Can't consistently do that. You just. It's not an atmosphere. This is why I talk about folks in atmosphere, right? When we talk about planting and seed and water and weeds and all these things. There, what is it? We need an atmosphere that's conducive for health, wellness, and excellence. Well, you know, it's interesting, and that and 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 you know, Kendall and I have uh, talked about that part of it because, especially you know, with with the rookies, uh, we talked about a little bit doing free agency. But, you know, it's when you really and you guys have done it, the, 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 you don't have high school coaches coaching you. Right. You, you have you have you have experts, if you will. And that's all they do. Right. right? And so you can only take in so much information, let, let alone take that information and then actually have to physically go do something. If yeah. you got all these if you bring in all these other things with you, you know. We we are men are built to break. Mm-hmm. Just just at the, my sixty three years, that's what I'm learning. Yeah. We're built to break, right? I mean, that's what Christ did. I mean, He showed us that. And and so you you, you know to to the guys that I got a little more, I got it. I'm good. No, I mean, so you are good. Tell me what your good is. Yeah, because right. your eyes don't tell me you're good. All I know is this: you're at practice. They're drilling you because you can't do a certain thing. Right. And now then you get mad at the coach, you know, he's grilling you and now you ain't playing. Right. And I think that, you know, we we've talked about, you know, these youngsters coming in. It's like, you know, embrace the information because we know you don't know how to undo these things. That's why they were created for you. Right. But there's going to come a time when there's going to be an activation time that you will know what to do if you listen. Right. When that situation happens and we've tried to bring our listeners to understand that that's been part of the rookie's journey this whole time. Right. And now it's getting ready to get it's going to go kick in some more levels. Right. Uh, Because they're going to figure out what real fatigue. Can I do this with this chaos going on at home? All this information. And can I do it under pressure consistently? That's good. And I think the transition, talking about that, yeah, I think the transition piece from a rookie, I think it's your hardest from your rookie, your into the league, your rookie year. And I think, and this is this is one of the things that I just kind of say, I don't have, it's anecdotal, but I think because they're, they're picked based on potential, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and and in some words and, and in some ways may be paid like you know some some of their some of their paid is for is for potential but then they have to execute yeah, and yeah. now you're paid for performance right. right so you're going from potential and you're kind of living on that high of potential well, now you got to perform and i yeah. think sometimes there's a switch that at least for me it was it was a it was a hard switch to realize right it's one thing to do it in practice right 
and it, and, and then you got to be consistent with it, right? So you got to take it over to the game. You got to be consistent. So that was, I think that that first year, man, I've seen a lot of guys struggle. And you see the ones, Lamont, you've seen it, Kendall, you've seen it. They, you see the ones you're like, this guy ain't going to make it. Yeah. yeah. Look, you can see it in their eyes. You can see it in their yeah. face. You can see it how they walk, how they talk, right? Yep. You, you both can see that, right? Yeah. I, I, guys, I have seen guys, and you guys, I know you guys have two. I know it's probably a little more fleeting because you, when you're playing, you, you got, when you guys are in training camp, when you guys are about your business, right? Yeah. It, you know, but I sit back and I'm watching, and I'm watching this guy. I'm thinking, this cat is not going to make it. He's not going to make it. He's he going yeah. he to go, he's going he's gonna to be AWOL. And yeah. I, I would catch, I could see him. I could catch him. You know, I, I got to the point, uh, I would catch him and that guy, come 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 here. Because yeah. because he just needed to because it was too overwhelming. Like I I, I just I just can't I, I you know and you feel bad. But I want we want I want our listeners to understand that you know as they look at players and the fans have a right to you know criticize and their favorite players and all that. They have no idea. Yeah. What it's taking these men to get to that point to do what it is that they want right. to praise them about right. Sure. Um, and because the, the, the NFL is that the, the game is unforgiving, it doesn't care. That's the beauty of it. It doesn't care how much money you have. You guys have had teammates. You guys have been replaced. We had teammates that make a lot of money, got a lot of prestige. Right. This game doesn't care. One of the things that uh, I mean, you guys can speak to it um, to see the my first veteran player who was a really good player, well known player. And watch him, and I'm like, he can't do it no more. He ain't gonna do it. He can't do it no more. And he's trying to to do it, and the look in his eye, man. I mean, I'm on the sideline at practice, like that is that. But when the first one happened, it was the saddest thing I ever yeah. with yeah. because this dude is nobody else has seen it. Yeah. The eyes, they see the coaches. You're getting film and candy, but man. To see that player with that look on his face, like, yeah, you know. that's one of my jobs. Just so you know, is compliance. So I have <laughs> uh, we we visit the teams in the off season, uh, and so we there's rules in the CBA, length of time, contact, etc. And and so that's one of my the roles of my team. And so I there are four teams that I did this this off this particular off season. And so to your point about looking in a guy's eyes. There are players on all four of those teams, few, just a handful. And I was like, I saw it then. He ain't gonna make it. I'm tell you right now, he ain't gonna make I'd be surprised if he make it to camp. Like wow. you know, like wow. you could just see yeah. like we in shorts. It don't it it can't get any easier than this, right? Yeah. There's right. no pressure. I mean, you know, there's a little pressure, yeah. but yeah. at this point. Yeah, you can make a mistake. You can kind of try some things. Sure. You know, you can big Willie some. You can be like an all American, all American in short. You see these guys. I'm like, he ain't gonna make it. Yeah, he's not. He's not watching yeah. the veteran do the laps. Right. right. He walks <laughs> off. He on a knee with with water. Like, wait a minute, bro. What you doing, bro? Do you see the, the, this Pro Bowl player right here doing laps after after like so? Yeah, it's one again. Just wanted you when you say that. I, I, that's one of the things I really enjoy because that never leaves you. Yeah, as oh, us yeah. from players, you you're always evaluating the game and the players. Yeah. And I'm curious. And, and that's the other kind of thing we talk about, um, yeah. and we try to it, that you you are always once you enter this business, you are always being evaluated. Oh. Period. And for some people, yeah. that's like 
you, you like really like yeah for real like that's what you pay for like everything you do you get evaluated on it and that's something that's they don't especially young guys they, they don't it's not like that in college that's right right uh i think veterans understand it um but again they also understand that um if they're not at where they need to be yeah for years it worked in their favor it will betray you that's right evaluation process will betray you absolutely right and then the veteran guys out yeah you know i think it's interesting you know each and every year you always hear the teams that, that aren't doing well and they're like oh they they don't care anymore they're just tanking whatever and and what people don't mm -hmm. understand sometimes is and not just 31 other teams got the, the film on you your team does too because you're thinking about next year and so that pressure is always there and and it's 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 something that I think is constant. I could just see by the look on your faces as we're doing this that you get that one for sure. Don, I was going to uh, cut in a, a second ago. I'm curious if you have any stories like this from your playing days. When I was with the Steelers, I think it was my third year there, we had a rookie center come in. Uh, he wasn't a high draft point, uh, choice, probably lower, um, but you could tell that he was pretty disabled and, and having a hard time. We come to we come to meetings one morning. And our our our, our uh, O-line coach, Ken Stevenson, I, I asked him where such and such was. He goes, he left last night. Like, what do you mean? I said, he, he goes, cars can't come in here at night. So he he called a cab and he put stuff in his, his suitcase and he snuck out <clears throat> and he got to the highway and he had somebody pick him up and take him to the airport and he's gone. I'm just like, I'm just like, wow. I mean, I think sometimes people don't realize the pressure really gets to you in the NFL. Have, have you had any kind of odd uh, situations where, where things, people left camp? Oh, absolutely. Every year somebody leaves camp for me. Um, I think, and that's point going back to the point of the why, know your why. Why are you doing this? It's too hard if you're just here, right? Unless you're just exceptional, right? I mean, you, you can be, I, I, listen, we've seen those guys. That that aren't aren't maybe not the best character guys, maybe not the most disciplined guys, but man, bro, they're they're playing, they're playing some real good football. They got a real good skill. And listen, I'll never forget Mike Tomlin what he said when they asked him about some of the players that he had. He said, "Listen, I'll tolerate them till I can replace them." Hundred percent. And 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 this league, and to your point, Lamont, I tell the I tell the players, forget about being valued. You're being devalued. hundred percent. These scouts, all these people right here, they're not looking like, oh wow, wow, Kendall, yeah, man, he's great. Look at all these great things he did. They're writing down the negative things you do. Right? Yeah. Because I'm looking for somebody to replace you. You know, it's like it's like buying. I've told play, giving players, young guys, the analogy. It's like going to buy a brand new car. You go buy your brand new car. You are excited. Yes. Right now, you when you drive it off the lot, and we all know the percentages start dropping. Yeah. So when you get evaluated every day, right? right? And everybody's trying to save money and trying right. to have a better player that I like last year. I just didn't get him at exactly. that time, but I got a chance to get him now. That's right. You know what? Those discussions go on, and they look at all that stuff. That's right. And all of a sudden now, you don't have that same value to your point. You are, they're accentuating the devaluation right. of you. And that's why I've been told players, like, understand that when you walk out to an NFL practice or NFL weight room 
or NFL training room, you're getting evaluated. That's right. Like right. It, it, there's no um, uh, when you get on the plane. I've had that. You know, I got rookies get on the plane want to dress like a vet, and you can't dress like that guy. Right. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, right. you can't do that, right? But, One of the uh, saddest things for me is to see a young player first, second year trying to live like no matter where, no matter where he was drafted or that, to yeah. see them trying to live like a veteran. It breaks <laughs> my heart. And I'm there's no lecture, no whatever. You know, I leave, but I, I really try that breaks me because I'm like, and I, I certainly hope you get the second contract that can support that because that's a habit. Yeah, and you and know, I just think. I watch these guys, man, like to your point of the why. And, you know, you end up having these discussions and it's crazy when you get them. And it's like in training camp, I've had some because everybody look, gets a little lonely. And, I mean, it's just amazing how what pressure does, right? The exhaustion. But guys are like, they're not in training camp because they love football because of them. That's right. They've just been good enough all their life and, and to be playing and they're appeasing everybody else. But really, the when the real game shows up, yeah. and those are the guys, man, that end up in a taxi cab. That's right. Um, you know? Well, and, and and so that you know too. I mean, I know you you guys see, but just you see it from from my from my lens and us playing. I know you always, and I hate to do this because you be like old heads. We walked uphill, you know, with no shoes in the snow. Yeah. But I'm telling you, training camp now, it's way oh. different than. Look, they're not. We're not. We're not at River Falls, Wisconsin, doing two uh, really? days for exactly. three weeks. This is a. It, I mean, listen. It's it's still a grind, and it's still that. But it's more of a country club style. So, some of those guys now get to hide a little bit. Yeah. Because you can't. Yep. You're not there as long. You're not practicing as much. You're at your stadium many of the times. Yeah. You take the guys out, like those ones that have to go someplace for training camp. You start to really see it in the eye because after that first week, y'all know you're like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to hit nobody. I don't want to be here. I'm ready to go home. So you know, I remember watching Marty's training camp. You know, as you got Marty was a run heavy coach, Ooh. right? So 907 was like, yes, oh, like, like Absolutely. they got after it, right? And you doing that, and to your point, Don, you up here in. You didn't pass Minneapolis. You like yes. up here in River Falls, man, and you like cinder block rules. Awful, you, you know. It's it's it, and how can you withstand? How can you stand that? Yeah. Right. Um, it's funny. I, I when I got to the Raiders guys, and I know uh, Kim. I don't know if you've been out there, but they Al Davis. He did some things right now when it came to the players. So they had the they had training camp at the Napa Valley Marriott. Don, you've been there. Amazing. Oh, you take something. Made cleaning services every day. Amazing. Wow. Uh, if you were a veteran, you had your own room, right? Um, you literally walked out that back door, done. You walked yep. what? Five yards, and you're at the practice field. Amazing. Right? It was, wow. it was unbelievable. But Al believed that he said, you know what? I'm going to bring the finest players in here. And they are going to be, I'm going to give them everything they need right. to perform. They are not going to live like they in college. That's right. And I watched that. You know, the expense was on him. But, you know, you watch how it, it really took care of veteran players. Now, the young ones thought it was like, what, then they're like, why can't second year, why can't I get my own room? Hold right. on, brother. It, it, doesn't work, that. Oh. It, it doesn't work like that. But it was really interesting to see. 
the environment, right? And I've never seen that, but I've been in two clubs. I, I've never seen yeah. that. Like, it was yeah. it was unbelievable, man. I mean, that's why guys, they love playing for the Raiders, yeah. uh, but they did do a great job of, of taking care of uh, the players, especially the vet guys. You kind of jarred my memory a little bit with that, Lamont, because, you know, you know, the young guys thinking, well, why don't I get this or that? I remember one thing Coach Cower said early on. And it's always resonated with me. I'm curious your thoughts. But he, he's like, I, I treat everybody fair. I don't treat everybody equal, but I treat everybody fair. And I was just like, you know what? Rod Woodson, Hall of Famer, Damani Dawson, Hall of Famer, Kendall Gammon throws a ball between his legs. I can accept that. I can get the fact that maybe I'm not going to get everything that they get until maybe I've proven myself. Now, after I played 15 years in the league, I was proud of that. And I felt like I earned some stuff to a degree, but I never expected it. But I think uh, especially these days with, as you said, Don, camps being just quite honestly are what they are, which is much easier than they used to be. Um, It is easier to hide and it is easier to expect too much. Uh, when that's just not just not the fact. And I feel bad. I got to tell you from uh, from a coaching standpoint, I got to. It, it's hard today. There, there's the the expectations are much higher. They want you mm-hmm. to do much more with less, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the some of the ownership groups are still not wanting to spend a lot of money. Now we force them to spend on the salary cap, but that mm-hmm. that, that means they're still going to have. There's a minimum that they have to right. spend. They want to be as close to that minimum as possible. And so some of these, some of the coaches, man, and I've seen it, some of the former players that are coaching, like, look what I got to work with, right? And they got to coddle these guys or trying to do something. And that's not everybody, but I'm just telling you, there's, there, it's hard all the way around today. It's, right. a, it's a big, it's big business, right? It's $18 billion. Yeah. <laughs> they, there's a lot of pressure on it. A lot of comments. So, and you know, it's interesting. You know, with all that going on, and, and you know, you, you got young players, young rookies, and you got young players who are veteran guys, still trying to get them to understand to that point right there, Don. It's the it, this is the business of business. That's right. You, you're not talking about this is eighteen billion dollars and growing. Yes. They never decreasing. Never. So yeah. to understand the business of business right. and how you play a role in it. Right. If if if, if and it helped you guys, because once you really like you understood it, it lengthened your career because you knew how to do it. That's right. Yeah. I mean, you, you knew how to approach all of these different things. Your talent's got to be there. But you knew what the business of the business was about. Yeah. Now we can truly say and this is and this, you know, this is why I think again relationships. I have it. It, the, the NFL is now a great it's always been a great game but it's a great profession mm-hmm. and while you don't have everything you want we can truly say you now have everything you need yeah 100 yeah. taking care of your own health and safety you got great benefits the cap mm-hmm. is growing we're forcing the the clubs to spend some money in their club so your facility is better you got, got everything you need now there's some things we want it's a negotiation, right? And we continue to negotiate to try to do that. But at the end of the day, right now, football is a great game. It Making is a, a great game, Don, and you are a true representative. I understand, again, why D has you in that role, because uh, when when you're navigating that playing field, 
you you gotta have that 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 mind of reason and balance, right? Um, uh, because he can't go do what he needs to do if he doesn't understand the people that he's representing and he's working for, right? And everybody else uh, in your building. So, uh, like I said, I'm proud of you. I'm I'm so glad to be able to know you and call you a friend. I've watched you grow. Um, and like I said, I told Kendall earlier on the show, it's just been always a pleasure to be with Kendall because I, that's how I grew. And, you know, you, you know, as I grew my, I intentionally grew my career of, I'm going to watch these veteran guys and begin to learn the veteran world. Cause then I can better help the younger guys than the guys in the middle. Right. Uh, and, um, so anyway, man, it's been great having you. Uh, thank you for staying on with us. We could talk for, I know, right. I know. But we want our, we want our listeners, man, to really, really understand that, um, just take a pause as they get excited for the season, yeah. to get, take a pause and understand what the training camp is really about and what these men are going through right. because they're not doing it on purpose. They're not trying to not play well on purpose for sure. That's right. Yep. Hey, thanks so much again, Don, for coming on. I appreciate you getting back with me. And I know this is during your sabbatical, some of your time off. So uh, that's the most precious thing in life is time. It's, so appreciate it's you. Fun. Uh, it's very fun. I appreciate y'all having me on. Okay, right, cool. Man, Lamont, that uh, you know it. I know it. Um, we've known him a long time. Teammate of mine for three years. I think you've known him longer. Um He's just a solid guy and, and doing some great work uh, for the NFL as a whole. You know, Don, you know, you know, you know what, Kendall. So when I, when Don came through Kansas City '95, player uh, programs was just get yeah. jumping off yeah. of the brochure, and 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 so you know he's I've known him from then. You know, and, and being a local guy, I got a chance to uh, to scouting because I was an in-house scout. I did the local teams. But, you know, at the end, and write a report on him, but at the end of the day, you know, he got a chance to see the evolution of player programs to development, to engagement uh, as he grew his professional football career and then be able to transition to the the Players Association and then be a part of that growth process and building those programs. So, uh, yeah, man, just just. Guys like you, you know, you, you both of you guys being being reps, man. Um, it really, and hopefully our listeners understand today what what that role was about, and 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 unselfishly how you served your locker room, um, uh, both right. sides, whether it's the PA or the NFL. You 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 were there because it's the players to service the game and make it better for everybody, man. So it was awesome yeah. to have Don on today for sure. Yeah, well, and ultimately, like he said, it is a partnership. I mean. The, you you can't have the game without both sides doing something. So I think he he, he has a strong point. And again, uh, I know he's off now, but can't stress enough how much we appreciate him taking time because this is his sabbatical. He does a lot of different things. So uh, it's just awesome. As always, uh, Lamont, uh, my appreciation for you and what you bring to this show and being willing to uh, slum with me a little bit. But we have a good time and we talk about things and. We're going to be doing this each and every week, each and every uh, maybe other week, I guess. But uh, we won't announce it yet. But we do have we have a few special things planned, I think, for right around the uh, the Hall of Fame induction, uh, working on those as well. And we're going to have a few other uh, local guys. So until then, Lamont, uh, the OG. 
player development. I appreciate it very much, and I hope you have a great day. You too, Kendall, and we look forward to the next time. There it is. Beyond the game. Take care, Beyond folks. See you guys. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.